Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Josh Hodges is the chief customer officer for the National Council on Aging. Nearly half of baby boomers have no retirement savings. Josh, thanks for joining us. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for hanging on. So we all saw the headlines yesterday on the Hill that said nearly half of baby boomers have no retirement savings. And for me, that was a shock. For you, as a person who works for the National Council on Aging, probably not that shocking, right? Uh, That is correct. Unfortunately, this is uh, not brand new information for us. This is a problem we've been dealing with for many years. One of the people quoted in the article said to live comfortably, and I'm not sure what exactly that means, but you would need mm, probably a million, $1.1 million dollars. And over half of people, maybe that number is even bigger. If there are half that don't have any savings, I would think the numbers that do have $1.1 million are probably dwindled down, possibly much lower than half. Um, yeah. I mean, the $1 million is, I mean, that's, that's great. That's aspirational. That's not the reality for many people living in retirement right now. The reality is many people rely on Social Security, which only is going to give you about $1,800 a month. That's the average. Uh, imagine living on $21,000 a year, that's being your only income. That's the reality for many older adults today. And why is it that people don't have a nest egg or any kind of 401k or savings that would provide them a little more comfort in their retirement? Yeah, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, throughout many people's career, they didn't have access to these savings vehicles that many of us are used to now, the 401ks, even the IRAs. Those things don't exist for many low-income people throughout their entire career. The other side is many people have to do trade-offs throughout their their life. Do they want to spend dollars on their retirement or do they want to put food on the table? Do they want to provide for their their family? Do they want to care give for their parents? Uh, Many people are faced with the uh, unenviable decision as to what is the biggest priority, the future state of your retirement or today's cost and especially given inflation many people are are moving more towards today's cost josh hodges is the chief customer officer for the national council on aging do you find a lot of people in retirement are still supporting their adult children uh we we certainly do that it's certainly a a common aspect to it whether you you, you caregive throughout your life whether you're caregiving for your children when when they are children your children when they're adults or for a spouse or even a parent uh, when you're in your 50s or 60s. That is a very common uh, lived experience, and it's an incredibly costly one. So I know you said a lot of people were never given the option of a pension plan or 401k or any opportunity to contribute to an IRA. Is that starting to change? Are those options becoming more plentiful, or is this going to continue to be an issue not just for baby boomers, but for the next generation that follows them? It's still a pretty common problem. Many uh, employers, especially smaller employers, don't offer uh, retirement savings accounts. So it really is on the individual themselves to go find a way to retirement. There are new laws that have been passed that will actually provide more options. But even for for, for many people who are lower income or uh, part-time employees, uh, savings for retirement will just be out of reach. 
And so that's going to continue to be a problem for this generation and for generations to come. And how does the National Council on Aging help? What have you been doing to help these people who are relying on, you know, 1200 to $1,800 a month in Social Security when we all know, especially in a city like Chicago, that doesn't go very far at all? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in Syria, the National Council on Aging is a 75-year-old national nonprofit focused on helping people age well. We have a couple programs out there for low-income individuals. The biggest one is our online benefits tool, uh, which is benefits with an S, checkup.org. And that tool is a free tool that you actually go out there and see what, what low-income benefits you may qualify for as an older adult. Uh, things that will help pay for your food, your rent, uh, your electricity, things like that. Other things that we're doing at the National Council on Aging are really helping people uh, reskill for their job because one of the best things to do uh, to, to, to delay these problems is to work longer. And many older adults are faced with the inevitable uh, job of having to work longer. And so we, we do a lot. We have a lot of programs uh, online at jobskillscheckup.org that will actually allow you to um, see what kind of uh, how you can reskill for, for another career jobskillscheckup.org. And of course, you can reach that or the other website that you mentioned, which is a derivative of how to see how you're doing financially, right? You can just Google National Council on Aging and you'll find the information you need. Yeah, I w- that's, that's probably the easiest thing to do is to, to, to look us up on a search engine at National Council on Aging and you can see all of our tools uh, and programs out there. And as well as just any other programs that older adults may benefit from, even if we don't actually operate them. We have a lot of financial analysts and specialists and journalists on the radio station on any given day or any given week. And they're always talking about how to invest your money and what to do with your 401k. And and the reality, what you're saying is that 50% of baby boomers don't have the option of investing because they're just concerned about paying today's bills. Would you... Or does the National Council on Aging recommend that you wait until 70 to take Social Security? It's a very personal decision, and there's no right or wrong answer for for everybody. So I I certainly think many people benefit by waiting longer to take Social Security, and I certainly would look at that. But it's a very, again, you may be faced with the reality of not having a job and needing to take Social Security earlier, and and that's a viable option for some people. Other people... uh, would be better delayed. That is certainly the best way to maximize your Social Security benefit. But again, it's a very individual-based decision. What else do you see people turning to the National Council on Aging for? What is one of their other big concerns other than, obviously, finances and being able to live comfortably or at least pay their bills into retirement? What else are they facing when it comes to big issues for people of that age? Yeah, I mean, the other big issues, of course, are, are healthy aging. How do you how do you live healthy in, in older adulthood? Many people are managing chronic diseases, um, whether it's diabetes, obesity, uh, or, or high blood pressure, or any others, and and helping manage those uh, different different situations is a key part of our portfolio as well. And we have a number of uh, of, of different products and services online at, at ncoa.org that will you know help people navigate that part of their life. We also will connect you to your local uh, organizations. We, we run the National Institute for Senior Centers. There are over 10,000 senior centers in this country that actually serve older adults in communities across this country. And the two things that come together when it comes to finances and health is long-term care. And people, at least many people in the baby boomer generation, well, in generations to follow, will be facing that, right? 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, long-term care is a, you know, the vast majority of Americans will face long-term care expenses. It's one of the key drivers in economic insecurity as an older adult. Uh, and planning for your long-term care, whether it's a family caregiver, whether it's a, a place-based uh, care, it's something that I would encourage everybody, no matter their age, to start thinking about. Yeah, it's a tough thing to think about when you're 50 or 60, but it's something you might be facing when you're 80 or 85. And and I think we all know that people are living longer, and it just requires more money. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I encourage people to think about it when they're 30s and 40s. The reality is long-term care is very likely to affect many Americans, whether it's your own long-term care, whether it's the family members. Have those conversations with your spouse. Have those conversations with your parents, how we're going to navigate that part of somebody's life. And what do you say to the nearly half of baby boomers who have no retirement savings? A couple things. One, you can always start now. You know, there's there's no, no harm in starting now. Secondly, look for opportunities to work longer. Um, if you can delay social, taking social security, if you can actually do that process, that that's going to help you the best thing. And then thirdly, make sure you're maximizing uh, the benefits that are out there for you. Um, again, that's benefitscheckup.org. That'll give you an opportunity to really see what, what is out there to help pay for some of the, 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 the needs you might have today. Thank you so much for joining us, Josh. Thank you, ma'am. Josh Hodges, Chief Customer Officer for the National Council on Aging. And if you want any of those tools, they're there. You can simply Google National Council on Aging or go to one of the websites he suggested. The news is coming up next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom with Steve Bertrand on 720 WGN. WGN.